BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. Oh, what you got over there? So I'm holding uh, two of my seven books in my hands. Okay. I am holding the first book that I ever published called Flying Blind. Mm -hmm. Here's what's funny about Flying Blind. The front jacket blurb is... Sean Hannity, identified <laughs> as Hannity and Combs. Wow. Dated. Mike, Michael Smirkanish is saying what many Americans are thinking. We need to have this debate. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. And the foreword, talk about strange uh, partners. The foreword was written by United States Senator Arlen Specter. Come on. Most important, though, for our purposes today, here's the opening line of Flying Blind. Let's hear it. I used to curse Osama bin Laden when I was asked to take off my shoes at airports but now I blame Norman Mineta, the secretary of the Department of Transportation. Not huh. bad. Okay. Not bad. Intriguing. Uh, then talk, my novel, my oh. baby. Oh, it's going to get my a little baby, spicy. My baby. <laughs> uh, blurbs on the back. Mark Halpern. Mark Halpern blurbed the book, and so too did Nelson DeMille. Wow. Yeah, those things haven't changed, no. have they? No, they have not. And And then I had a whole series of... Uh, inside blurbs as well. Sal Palantonio. Come on. Mike Barnacle. Michael Bamberger. Michael Steele. Wait, I like all these people. James Humes. Wow. Yeah, they all, they all stand the test of time. For sure. Uh, Jeff Greenfield. Wow. Mark McKinnon. Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> and, and you know the opening line of talk. Would Go you ahead. Like, would you like to recite oh, it? no, no. Go it's ahead. It's your birthday. Yeah. Go ahead. Fire tits and sharks i just love the way you said that <laughs> yeah it, there's actually a little more to it i know there is but, but it that, begins this that's the most memorable yeah yeah yeah. fire tits and sharks are tv gold but on radio you need to make them hot the harder way through the ears that is the opening P- chapter you know one page one of my novel and those words were said to me those words were actually said to me by a radio consultant. And I, I, I remember, you know, the, the who, what, where and, and why of, of all of that. The point is this. The point is I love mentioning my novel. That's one point. Right. We but love the, that opening but, line. But more, we love it. More importantly, opening lines are important. And it's funny because Dr. Marty Grothy, who is a retired psychologist, a renowned author. He kind of owns this area. He has a website. It's called greatopeninglines.com, where he talks on an annual basis about what were the best opening lines of books released that year. Tis the season for lists. We love lists. We like talking about what was best, what was worst, what was hottest, and this is one of them. He he commemorated... uh, 
this whole subject by being my guest initially in 2020. Then he followed up with another list for 2021. So this is this is becoming quite a thing here. Dr. Grothy, thank you so much for coming back to the program. Well, listen, it's a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I'd like to just remind your listeners that uh, that opening line from your <clears throat> book that, that TC just read is prominent, prominently featured on the site. As it should be, sir. As it should. So what, what, what is behind your interest, fascination with opening lines? How did this all begin? Well, uh, I'm an avid reader and quotation collector. And for many, many, many years, uh, I've just been fascinated by great quotations. But somewhere along the line, and I can't tell you exactly when it happened, I began to develop this fascination with great opening lines. And, you know, there's lots of good ones. I mean, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I mean, you know, quotations like that are just special to me. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Smirconish program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. In the industry, in the publishing industry, I imagine that that this is a much uh, scrutinized, thought about subject. In other words, you, you got to start on the right note. Well, I mean, just think about it. If you're writing a book and you want to draw a reader into that book and the only way you can do that is to write a great opening line. And, you know, there, 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 there's a number of ways that, you know, you can do it. Uh, um, um, I mean, uh, the first line of uh, Anna Karenina's happy families are all alike. Every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Well, for a couple of centuries, people have been reading that line, and it kind of stops you in your track. Yeah. First of all, it's a thought-provoking observation, but it gets people thinking, wow, what kind of family am, have I come from? What kind of family am I creating? And so, so we often talk of opening lines as being a hook. And, you know, to use that 
angling metaphor, you know, once you hook the reader in that first sentence or first paragraph, then the challenge is to reel them in with the rest of your writing. So uh, great books need both a good opening line that captures the reader's attention or piques the reader's curiosity in some way. But then after that, you know, you got to do some good writing. So let's talk about 2023 as we wind down the year. I'm not going to go through the whole list because I, I want people to go to greatopeninglines.com, which is Dr. Grothy's website. But talk to me about some of the things that stand out to you. Well, uh, there are some fantastic opening lines uh, this year. And, you know, I've probably spent, well, I've spent thousands of hours you know, searching books, uh, looking for them, and they always lead me down new paths and introduce me to new uh, <clears throat> writers. But if I had to take one of the 23 that I'm featuring this year that I think has the best chance of becoming a classic, it's from a book by Jesmyn Ward called Let Us Descend. And the opening line is, the first weapon I ever held was my mother's hand. Hmm. Wow. i got to think about in, that. Oh, it's, it's, well, well it, you know, it's, it, it, it definitely piques our curiosity. Uh, we know it means something, but exactly what does it mean? And we know that it's probably going to the very heart of the novel, but we're not quite sure yet. And, and in that opening line, the first weapon I ever held was my mother's hand. The word hand is capitalized. Hmm. So this is another clue. So, you know, in this case, the, uh, the, the, the words come from a 12-year-old girl named Annis. And, you know, she's the daughter of an enslaved black woman who was raped and made pregnant by her white plantation slaveholder. And, and so uh, now we're getting a little bit more of a flavor for where this is going. But as the story unfolds, we learn that Annis's grandmother, a woman known as Mama Aza, was a famous female warrior in the West African nation of Dahomey. And, and she was sold into slavery by her husband, who was the king of the country, because she fell in love with some soldier, and he couldn't stand that. So, so he puts her off, and she ends up finally in North Carolina. And Mama Aza passes on all of her warrior training methods to her daughter, who is Annis's mother. And now, as the story begins, Annis's mother is about to continue that tradition by you know, going deep into the woods and training her own daughter, Annis, in these hand-to-hand combat skills. Yeah, I, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful opening. The first weapon I ever held was my mother's hand. By the way, not only do you appreciate this book and presumably that line, but so too Oprah, because this book, Let Us Descend, made her list. Oh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Um, uh, another, I think, clever one <clears throat> that I, 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 I came across uh, this year came from Katie Williams. She's a professor of English at Emerson College in Boston. And the title of the book is called My Murder. Now, the opening line is, I was supposed to be getting dressed for the party, the first since my murder. Hmm. Dead men well, talking. Absolutely. And, you know, stories narrated by dead men talking uh, and, and now dead women talking 
are a staple of, of what is known as film noir. You know, think Sunset Boulevard, DOA, yes. those kinds of things. Yes. But but this one is fascinating in another way because this is a speculative fiction novel that takes us into the future. And so the opening words actually come from a young mother who uh, her name was Lou in the book. Uh, she's the recent victim of a serial killer. And I don't want to give it too much away, but, but uh, Lou and five other dead victims have been brought back to life now by a new government agency called the Replication Commission. So these recently uh, revived dead people form a kind of survivors group and and, well, you've got to believe there's going to be some vengeance on their minds. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Interesting to me that Liz Cheney made your list. Oh, Wow. Well, you know, this is interesting in a whole bunch of ways because, uh, you know, her book, Oath and Honor, uh, was one of the most uh, anticipated books of the year. And, and, and it's very rare in, in publishing for a nonfiction book to be both compelling but historically significant. And I think that's true of this one. Uh, um, it begins... This is the story of the moment when American democracy began to unravel. Yeah, powerful stuff. Powerful. Well, you know, when you read a line like that, you know, you kind of expect this is maybe going to become from some, you know, dystopian novel about a future that democracy has ended and now we're living, you know, in some kind of dictatorship. But, you know, she puts this, uh, you know, in her opening line and... Uh, I, I was chatting with uh, uh, Fred Shapiro, who's the uh, author of uh, the editor of the New Yale Book of Quotations. He also loved the quote, and he said about it, Cheney's riveting first sentence is a deeply sobering summation of the current state of American politics. I think people will remember that line, uh, especially if things go south in the next election. Quick question for Dr. Grothy. In, in your opinion, obviously, as an avid reader, does the rest of the book usually stand up 
to the power of that first line? In other words, when you see a, a well-written first line, does the normally does the book, is it as compelling as you hoped it would be having read that? No. Oh. I would, I would say probably two-thirds of the time with a really great opening line, the book does not live up to its promise. Mm. So my favorite from your list, I don't want to give it all away because I want people to go and actually look at your website, and we're going to feature this in the Friday newsletter. By the way, it's greatopeninglines.com. That's where you want to visit, greatopeninglines.com. I have to say that among your 23, I was most taken with Kevin Adler and Donald Burns. I won't steal your thunder. What am I talking about? Well, um, uh, this is the uh, the book about homeless people, correct? Yes. Um, when I read this first line, um, I was kind of knocked out by it. But tell me a little bit more about your reaction to it. Well, I feel the same way. Every every Saturday morning, I get my coffee at the same convenience store. It's a Wawa, and it's in Center City, Philadelphia. And nine out of ten Saturdays, there is at least one homeless person <laughs> right there, either at the door or on a grate, on a grate, just lying on a grate. And and I oftentimes will catch myself and I'll, I'll think, like, that's someone's son. You know, there, there was a time when that individual was born and someone held that baby. And, and, and what's happened and why do we walk on by? So yeah. when I read the line, can I say it? I'm going to say it. Everyone is someone's somebody. It's summed up better than I've been able to sum up what I'm seeing on that sidewalk Saturday after Saturday. You get the final word. Go ahead. Well, indeed. Uh, when I read those opening lines for the first time, I felt like somebody had slapped me on the side of the head. Yeah. I mean, you know, this, this was a, I mean, this is, I think this may be the most quotable quote uh, of the year in some respects. I mean, and, you know, it was like a new meme that had taken occupancy in my mind. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my mind. And I will tell you something, you know, that line impacted me so much over that next two week period after I first discovered it. I did some things of a, I think, proactive nature regarding homelessness, homelessness in my town that I've never done before. So I think a lot of people will be inspired by, by that book. Dr. Grothy, you've got a great franchise here. It's really special. Greatopeninglines.com. Thank you for the work that went into this and your willingness to drop by and discuss it with me. Well, thank you, happy, Michael. Happy and New thank, Year. Thank you. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.